Hey everyone, welcome to another locker room talk of the Dan and Joe Sports Show. As always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. All right, Joe, we talked about it in the last segment. Uh, of course, the internet's eating them up about it. We got to do it too. And that's Coach O's sissy blue shark comment. And, you know, that wasn't just him that had a great, uh, you know, soundbite from the weekend. Of course, you get the best accent with Coach O yelling at the random UCLA fan to get your ass all over that Sissy Blue Shark. But, you know, you also have Chip Kelly's, excuse me, uh, Brian Kelly's comment at the end of the game, which was incredibly taken wrong because how on earth could you ever tell if Brian Kelly is trying to be funny? I mean, that dude is so deadpan. How am I going to – how would you be able to read sarcasm with Brian Kelly or humor? I mean, it's like hearing a wall trying to tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, you know, we just kind of live in a culture where you kind of have those overreactions to every quote that's uh, stated. Exactly. So for those of you who didn't see it, uh, Brian Kelly at the end of the game, of course, really close game against Florida State. They made a lot of mistakes, but Florida State played a really inspired game to almost come back and win. And at the end of it, you could tell Brian Kelly was a little bit mad about the way that his guys played. And he tried to quote an old John McKay, who was a USC coach, and I think he coached the the Buccaneers for a little bit, and Mm -hmm. said, you know, I think our problems came down to execution. So maybe I like execution. Maybe we should just execute all of our players. And, of course, you know, he didn't have any kind of laugh to it, any kind of cadence to the way he said it. It just came out deadpan like everything he said. So it sounded kind of threatening. And, of course, when you look at Brian Kelly's history, he's probably not the best person to be making jokes about killing people on a field. Being that I know he didn't actually kill that dude that was filming that game, but the truth is that he did let that practice go on too long and that cameraman died filming their games. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that's real. It's out there. Of course, he didn't do it purposely, but it did happen. And to me, that says you probably should be making jokes about killing players. They just have to be so careful. Like I said, in this day and age, it's like everything is going to be so dissected. So you just have to – you almost have to run it by a PR person before you make any type of quote. Right. And you know what? I'm not a big, like, political correctness person. I make jokes all the time that are probably not on that level. But I would say that was one that maybe Brian Kelly should have stayed away from. Right, right. So with that being said, that brings us to our locker room talk, which our locker room talk is always brought to you by our fine sponsor, uh, Beach Ball Properties. Right now, super hot outside, good beach time. Labor Day was, I'm sure, amazing. And uh, it's a great time to go have a beach vacation at Gulf Shores or Orange Beach. I also heard the other day to give our good friends Hunter and Ginger Harrelson more credit. I uh, heard that Hunter is giving great discounts to people that suffered from Hurricane Ida and were displaced from their homes, including cutting like more than 50% off of some of those rentals and making sure that some of the open ones went to people that were displaced from Hurricane Ida. So that's a really great thing. That's awesome. That's great. So have a ball at the beach. And with that being said, we had the Brian Kelly statement. We had uh, Sissy Blue Shirt. And that led me to what are some other great coach quotes that we can have? Maybe got misunderstood. Maybe were mistakes. And, of course, my favorite comes from old Brett Bielema, who now is up in Illinois, back in Big Ten land, where he probably belongs. But probably the most uh, greatest quote he ever had was after a win he never should have had, and one that still rips our hearts out as Rebel fans to this day. And, of course, that was when he beat Ole Miss and kept Ole Miss from winning the SEC West. 
on that goofy fourth and 25 play that bounced right to the running back. Uh, Alex Collins got the big run. And then, of course, even in overtime, when they went for two, it was clearly stopped. Uh, You know, Kim Dietschy pulled the most goofy face mask I've ever seen in my entire life for no reason. I mean, stopped the dude like 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage, had him really dead to rights, and then does the face mask. So, point being, Arkansas shouldn't have won that game. Everybody knows it. At the end of it, Brett Bielema was so excited. They say, well, Brett, now that you won this game, what are you going to do? I'm going to go hop on my wife. I mean, I'm going to go hop on a plane with my wife. And what's funny, what's funny about this, too, is you see Brett Bielema's wife. I think that's probably exactly what he meant to say. She's, she's quite attractive. And, of course, a few points ahead of Brett Bielema, he's definitely out keeping his coverage in the terms of uh, Clay Travis right there. So I just thought it was a great quote, uh, one that's been said many times. And Brett Bielema's, I'm going to go hop on my wife, gets my, my vote on that. Yeah, I still think about that game a lot. I actually, this week, ironically, pulled up the highlights. I don't know why. I never watched the highlights of the game. I never watched the highlights of the game before. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to see what the fourth quarter was like. And it was, I had to turn it off before it got to overtime. Yeah. That's like, uh, my dad was telling me the other day he watched the Auburn Florida State National Championship game again. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, that, that game, I'm still upset about that game. I have watched, this may sound weird to our listeners, but I have watched games before and kind of pretended like a different outcome happened. <laughs> like, I, I actually will pull up a lot the Saints 49ers uh, playoff game and only watch the Jimmy Graham touchdown, and then I just turn it off after that and pretend that's how it ended. Yeah, I can't do that to myself. All right, man, what do you got? So the quote I um, focused on was from Lane Kiffin. You know, it was very quotable from uh, his um, – uh, on campus side or wherever he was, you know, Monday night during the Ole Miss Louisville game since he couldn't be with the team due to COVID. And I thought about what he said about the uh, officiating. It was, of course, a Big Ten crew. Everybody noticed that two Ole Miss players rejected for targeting, two Louisville players as well. And he made a comment about the Big Ten officials are going to have to teach him how to tackle, teach his team how to tackle because they clearly don't know how to do it. Yeah, after the four targeting penalties – and I will say this, Joe. I thought legitimately three out of those four were targeting. The first one against Ole Miss I thought was a terrible call. That, that one I did not think was targeting. And another thing that I didn't like is I thought they should have gotten Louisville with two targeting penalties on the same play. It seemed like they were saying you can do that, and both those guys were clearly going for Corral's head. It's just one of them, only one of them hit the head. Right, right. Now, that troubled me as well. The biggest thing I noticed with the targeting, like I'm all, you know, all about following the rules and everything, and I don't want, you know, injuries on the field. But the one thing I've noticed that's peculiar is that I'll see these plays live, and I'm sure you probably noticed this too, and it's like I don't see any issue. Yeah. And then it's like when I see the replay, I'm like, wait, that almost looks like a different hit than what we really saw. You know what I mean? It's almost like it just, it just seems odd. Yeah, the, the first one – when the first Ole Miss one, I was just excited about what I thought was a fantastic tackle. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being that it was targeting. So, like, now it's like any time you get, like, jacked up about a huge hit, it almost invariably becomes targeting. And that is taking a little bit out of the game. Like, let's talk about what's the what's the hits that get you the most excited ever. So we talked about one of them last week with Junior Rose Green, that hit he had on Reggie Brown. That's about as targeting as it gets right there. I love mm-hmm. it. It's exciting. It's huge targeting. Um, the one that, uh, 
uh, the South Carolina player that was so great that uh, Jadavian Clowney had on the Michigan running back. That was amazing. That's probably targeting now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that helmet shot up like 10 feet in the air after that dude hit him. Like, I mean, that's probably targeting. So that's what's upsetting about it is, you know, now you can't even really enjoy hits anymore because invariably if you get excited about a hit, probably targeting. And like I said, I've just noticed that it seems like they're just dissecting the replays so much. Like that that's what's just kind of blowing me away. That's right. But, you know, one thing I'll say, you know, Lane Kiffin, he does a great job of coaching at home. Maybe he needs to figure out how to do that more often. Or yeah. what I was talking about with you as we saw it all during uh, the, the Olympics, that commercial where that little boy asked that girl to go to go to prom with him while he's at home with the Toyota robot. I think Ole Miss should have bought a Toyota robot for that game. Is there any rule saying that Lane Kiffin cannot be present with a Toyota robot roaming the sidelines? <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good idea, you know, with the electronic advances of today's era. But, you know, I remember uh, one time Sean Payton had to miss a game um, where he had, like, he couldn't be on the side coming off like a broken leg, and he had to set up the press box, and that was the game that the Saints scored 62 points against the Colts. And so it was like, just keep him up there. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, Lane Kiffin. If they keep looking like this, you know, just let him continue to, to stay, you know, apart. Yeah, let, let him stay afar, you know. And I, I thought that one thing that was good from it is you saw Corral take up, I thought, more leadership in that game. He consoled the guy who had that great hit that got ejected for targeting. It seemed like he was being a lot more of a positive role model than he has in the past. I feel like sometimes it's been a little negative with this team and caused further issues. This time I feel like I'm seeing a lot more maturity, and maybe that wasn't a chance for him to expand his leadership abilities. Absolutely. I know we mentioned him earlier in our previous episode, Matt Corral, but I'm just still trying to, you know, um, come to terms with the fact, you know, that he's still with Ole Miss and playing at such a high level because a couple of years ago, I thought he was gone. Like I thought for sure he was going to transfer and Oregon was calling, you know, he easily could be with on Oregon. Now I think if Lane Kiffin had not been hired, he would probably be the quarterback at Oregon. I think so too. Because I think Palmley definitely would have been starting quarterback with just about any other coach. And mm-hmm. as much as I hated that, it seems like the more that I'm seeing Corral, maybe it was the right decision. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think about. That's right. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about next week's games. Not exactly as exciting of a slate as what we had before, but still some good ones. And, of course, for those of you going to the boats, we got our line of the week for everybody making bets. Uh, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m., on Facebook Live, catch all world episodes on Spotify. Just look up the Dana J Sports Show on Spotify. You can listen to our old episodes. And, of course, uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, and uh, at DJ Sports Show, you can follow us there. And uh, also we have a Facebook fan page that you can be a fan of. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Jeff.